ready, folks? Ooh. <clears throat> little horse there, huh? The horse is a horse, of course, of course. I am driving home from taking care of some business. Might run an errand or two. I'm in the car. It's dark. So you get a car cast. This is where it all started, folks. October 2019. The first one was done in a 2018 Jeep Grand Cherokee. The Laredo Grand Wagoneer. I don't know what it was. But it was burgundy. I did not like the auto stop and start at the green lights. I feel like that's got to wear out the starter. But who knows? I'm just another Jamoke trying to be the man, right? But we are four years in. Season five is on calling. I really don't know how the seasons work. I don't I don't know the first thing about podcasting, folks. I just my brother asked about it. He was thinking about him and his boy wants to have a con uh, a show because they both um both reason you know recently getting divorced and separated, stuff like that. I want to talk about like you know being a man, you know, dealing with the uh, needs and responsibilities and the like, right? And my boss is talking about it too. He's like, yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to do it. So I was like, I'm going to look and see what this reads. No, what does it take to actually start a podcast? Because I have no clue. I thought you needed software. And, you know, you see all these guys like, you know, Joe Buttons and Joe Rogan. You know, two Joes. You know, they have these mics and headphones and studios. And, you know, so I Googled it for my Samsung S8. They're up to like an S23 or 24 now, by the way. So that's how old that is. And I looked... And I found Anchor.fm, which is now like podcasting for Spotify or some BS name they switched to. I mean, I'm still using it, but, you know, whatever. And I saw I'd get paid. Even with a little bit of listens I'd get. So I was like, hey, I'm going to get paid. I'm going to download the app and see. And my first one would be four minutes. I was talking about uh, Ed Ramsey, Joe Ramsey. I think it's Ed Ramsey, the, the finance guy. And I was just like, you know, he's a fool. That's literally what I said. I was like, you know, because it made no sense. He was telling you to save, you know, $89,000 to get a used car and a used home. And if that's what would work for you, that's what you needed to do. And I was like, that just makes no sense. I was like, I'm not having that. You know, to me, it just, it made no sense. I was like, no, 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 no. I don't believe you. No, my friend, go away. Could not believe his foolishness. So I was just like, you know, it didn't make sense. And let's revisit that, folks. So basically what it comes down to is his strategy is don't waste a lot of money. It's Dave Ramsey, sorry. You know, and I, I do like that he's, you know, I was watching a podcast somebody, you know, his philosophy and whatnot is rooted in, like, biblical principle. And I get all that. And I dig all that. And that's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian, you know. It's a, Sinner, I'm not better than anybody. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I am a Christian. I do believe in Christ, the you know, Savior, born again, Christian person. I am that He you know, came, you know, died on the cross, gave up His life. You know, he literally submitted to death. Which, if you think about, it, it's pretty crazy because He didn't wait to die. And you know about crucifixion? A lot of times they have to cut these guys down. They cut their femoral artery. They cut their femoral artery. So they die faster because basically, on a cross, if they don't do something to start the process right, what happens to you is. You're like a mouse struggling a trap. You're asphyxiating. That's what happens. That's how a mouse dies. They're trying. So you're trying to pull your body up and hold because your weight's holding you down. They didn't put the nails through your hands, actually. They would put the nails between your wrist bones, behind where your wrist bends. So like in your forearm. And what that did, folks, is it enabled them to have you stay up. So the Romans, they, they perfected crucifixion. Perfected it. As crazy as my sound, so they perfected it. It was an art. 
execution is an art. Murder is an art. Just say no, it's not. I don't mean it's an art form, like beautiful. I mean it's a science to it, it's an art form. If you look at how they had them, they used to hang people. It would take forever, right? And the way that knot in the back goes, they do it just right when they put the when they hang you. It basically yanks your neck when they drop the door and you die instantaneously. So it's less pain for you and it's a faster process. So it's more efficient. Uh, just as lethal, but it doesn't hurt people as bad. So it's a little nicer, right? We're not, you know, we're not hurting the bad guys much, I guess, whatever. Right, but I don't know. I'm probably pissing people off right now. I'm gonna call something. Sorry, but you're not getting dry in the car. But there's a science source. Now, Dave Ramsey, he went bang. Look what he was doing was taking out loans and buying strip mall properties and taking the money out. Not like a gut and raid five. Not like he was trying to scam the system, but well, he was doing work until it didn't work. Let me say that again. He was doing it work until it didn't work. So he wasn't 100% up on his strategy, what he needed to do right. He wasn't handling his business the way he could. He did what a lot of people do. It's like people in 2001, you know, the 90s, the dot-com bubble, or the people who got into real estate and got a house. It was, I bought a $400,000 house that when reappraised was worth eight hundred. dollars and then, you know, the market crashed and the house is down there was like 300. Well, that black Porsche beautiful. Oof, sorry, folks. I'm a Porsche guy. My kids know it, too. They're like, Daddy, a Porsche. For me, they're a positive moment, too. I've had moments where I'm super down on my luck or down on my spirit, and I'll see a Porsche. It's just God reminding me. That's like, you know, it's, you want something big, big things are comfy. And I'm not getting those topics I'm going to throw out this. You remember that, too, but it'll all tie in. Because Dave Ramsey was, does get into his spiritual side of all this, eventually. We watch his podcast. Well, I watched guest podcast. I think it's Chris Williamson is on, or it might have been the the Coffee Hour one. The two younger guys. You can look it up. I mean, it's, I'm not going to go crazy. It might be Ice Coffee Hour, or the Coffee Hour, something like that. But coffee and podcast, whatever. Two young guys, maybe in their mid twenties. I don't know. But you know, like I said, the Porsche is a big sign for me. Now, for Dave Ramsey, he would say, "I should. I can't afford a Porsche. I should buy a Porsche." Now, if you heard my podcast, I've told you, I've told you how to how to be thrifty. I've told you about this stuff, right? I've given you guys some good advice there. There's also the thing I've done also on, you know, I've showed you how to save gas. Whatever it was, you know, it's, when should you buy gas? You don't want to buy it on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Almost every state is more expensive. I don't think I covered that one, but if you buy gas at a certain time of day when it's hotter, the gas expands, which less goes in your tank. Another one, folks, you don't want to fill up when the truck is pouring in or right after, because he's pouring in. Now, what I want you, you ever seen um. Okay, put it this way. If there's alcohol in a cup, right? Or there's something in the bottom of the cup and you pour some more liquid into the cup, what happens? The stuff at the bottom gets shook around, right? So any dirt or sediments in the bottom of the gas tank, then, by the gas, I mean the one in the gasoline store, gasoline shop, station, whatever. Whatever is decrepit crap is in the bottom of their tank goes into your car. And then your tank and your engine, which is down drinking and breathing, and utilizing that fuel is also getting crap in it. That'd be like getting dirty blood. You feel me? Exactly. Or eating known carcinogenic food. You feel me? Exactly. So I, that's another one I talked about. I also talked about, you know, don't don't get the Corolla, go for the Camry. If, you, if you're just, if you, you try to, you can't save your way to freedom, folks. It, it's just not going to happen for 99% of you. You might have a, a more luxurious retirement, but do you really want to live good for 20, 30 years after working for 60? That's ignorant to me. I'm sorry. Oh, it's not a job. If you love what you do, it's not a day at work. And yeah, that's kind of true. I just heard something earlier. This guy loves his job as a barber. He retired and was like 80s or something. He just retired. 
he couldn't stand it. He went back to work, opened a brand new barbershop at the age of 91. That's cool. But a lot of you are going to talk that, oh, it's not this, it's not that. Or like I had a guy who was you know, talking about having kids, like, I'm trying to do anything to be ready. He's like, oh, you, you know, you can never be ready to have kids. And I'm like, man, you just quoted something somebody told you. I didn't say it in my head. I thought about it. I was like, you ain't thinking nothing about no nothing, nothing. Because I knew him. I worked with him. And I was like, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't being sensible, bro. You're just, you just talking... You're just talking gibberish. You're repeating stuff you heard. And yes, folks, I get passionate. I can't stand ignorant statements by ignorant people's mouths. They swear it's truth. And yes, folks, you will never be ready to be a parent. That is true. There is no denial of that. But you can get ready. You can try and have your house financially prepared. You can try and clear out some debt. You can try and look at some books. You can try and, you know, do some stuff with, you know, your semen or your, your ovulation cycles. You can do all kinds of things. You know, if you want to have a boy, you want to do certain things before and after. You can use pomegranate juice for certain effect. There's things you can do. Plus, maybe you need to, you know, sow your royal oats. Get the wildness out of your system first. You know, I know a lot of people have kids, and they can't stand the kids. And they go through second childhood. They ruin marriages and families because of this. Because I had my kids too early. But, yeah. You want to play a big boy game, and it has a big boy price. You want to be a big girl and a little girl. You're a little girl trying to be a big girl, and now you play the big girl game. Oh, it wasn't fair. Life's not good. No, you made your choice. Ante up. Sack up. So Dave Ramsey, folks, he had to sack up. Everything collapsed, came back. Good financial advisor. I agree with a lot of what he says, folks. I'm not going to say I don't. But you can't save your way to freedom. And spending like 90000 saving $90,000 when you make thirty to seventy is almost impossible. When me and my wife both make fifty, good, you make a hundred. How much does the government tax you? What are you doing pre-tax? Oh, we just claimed zero. Okay, good. Oh, we got a big return. What do you return? We're going on vacation. Okay. But you got to live life, Tony. Life has to be lived. You said it yourself, you don't want to retire. Yeah, I get that. What I'm telling you is that Dave Ramsey is telling you to just eat paper. And so you've got 90 grand and then buy a used house and a used car that they'll both be paid off as you put down like 90%. And no, it doesn't make sense. You can't do it. Debt can be leveraged properly. So can credit. Other people's money, OPM, can be leveraged properly. You can make yourself a fortune. You just got to stop being a dang fool. It is all your choice. All of it. You have to choose what you want to do. You have to decide what you want. You have to make a decision. No one else, just you. It is up to you to decide. How you're gonna get stuff done. It is up to you to make your future happen. Folks, all I'm trying to do right now is I take my existing LLC and stack it up properly because I didn't set it up right the first time. So I can pull out some credit and take out loans that will then start the business. I don't, you don't have to have a business, folks, that makes money to make money. There are banks that will give you their banks, credit unions, businesses, um, small minority startup organizations like SMBI or something like that, and they'll give you money just because you're a minority or just because you live in a certain area or just because you're trying to do a certain service or just because, just because. Everyone's like, oh, SBA loans, oh. Oh, I need my personal. No, you don't. All you need is an EIN number and you stack your profile properly, folks. EIN, 800 number. Don't use your address. Don't get a Gmail address. Don't use gmail.com as your business email. Don't do it. It doesn't look professional, first off. And the banks will take you seriously. Get an 800 number. Get a virtual address. Get all your paperwork done right. Have your EIN. Get your Brad and Dunstreet. Trade lines, trade lines might be dead, but it'll still help you. We'll talk about that another day. But 
Get your paid X. All this stuff, folks. I'm giving you a free game right now. There are states you can file your LLC for $40. It'll only cost you $40. Folks, I bought myself a pretty good-sized, pretty great-tasting bottle of cognac for my birthday. It was $19.99 plus tax. I only drink Henny. Good. Henny's what? $40 for the big bottle? $27 for the one you drink by yourself? Alright then. Oh wait, no. What's, what's the ha- how much the handle cost? Exactly. You could have had LLC. Oh, but I don't know what to do. Start your LLC and make your LLC about teaching other people how to get LLCs. Charge people two bucks for the information. Two dollars a person. I don't know. Invest in automated businesses. I don't know. Open an accounting firm. I don't know. It's your business. It's your job. It's your dream. You do it. But if you could stretch, if you could spend a hundred to get twenty-five stacks, let me say that again: if you could spend a hundred to get twenty-five thousand, all legit, all legal, and let's say you got a spouse, they do the same thing. Let's say you each open two LLCs, you each start two streams, you can stack five to ten, 10 grand a month. And of course, you know you still have some costs, but you know you get the loans, folks. You can get people to start the business for you. There are companies that will automate your Etsy and everything for you for like six G's. You already have products running. Oh, I heard that's not good. Good, then don't try. Go back to your job and be a schnook. What are you talking to me for? This is my podcast. It is easier to make money than it is to save money. That's a fact. That's a fact. It's way easier to make money than save money. You don't know the economy's hard. Biden this and Trump that and Obama he was this and you don't know I'm I'm a disproportionate uh, dismemorialized blah 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 such and such race and my life is so hard I have student loans man shut up are you taking the tax deduction for the interest you're paying on the student loans have you looked at the loan forgiveness companies have you looked at the loan consolidation be careful there too New girl in college, she consolidated all her loans to get an inch, a lower interest rate. But her mandatory payment became so high, she moved back in with her mom. So all that economic freedom she fought for to get a major in the study of field that she actually cared about, and actually helping people and actually making good money, was irrelevant. Because the program to help her stiffed her. Bum-ba-da-bum! You know what I'm talking about. Careful, folks, what you do. But folks, it's easier to make a million dollars than it is to save a million dollars. No, that's not true. Because I have a tax deferred annuity and an IRA and a 401k. And I have some crypto in it, too. What do you got, $20 of crypto? Do you even know how, to, how much you can put in your IRA to max out? Do you even know if any of the laws change? Have you changed your status filing? Have you changed your status marrow? Have you seen what you can offset for your kids? Have you opened accounts for your kids? What's your tax deferred annuity paying you? Do you know any of these things? Where are they allocating your funds? What do you even know about an annuity? Folks, I just spent 24 hours worth of studying. Actually, 20, 25 credit hours. Estate planning, annuities, variable annuities, life insurance, financial plan, all kind of stuff. Because it's mandatory for my life insurance and annuities I'm licensed to sell here in Florida. So this is all, you know, like required learning. And every two years, I got to renew it. I, I actually dig this stuff, folks. A couple of the quizzes, because I do it at home. I'm not going to go to the classroom. And I did like going to the classroom. If I had more time, I would. But I like this stuff. And a couple of these questions, I was like, whoa, what? My wife's like, what? I'm like, I got all the questions right on this one. All of them. Are. It's like, were you guessing? And you got, and I was like, no, I just I can't believe I remember all this stuff. Because financial stuff intrigues me. I dig it. 
I like it. I'm not good at the accounting part of it. I don't like all that column A, column B. I think it's BS. I failed accounting. The teacher I had was horrible. Shout out to my 11th grade math teacher. I can't remember her name, but she put in time to help me. Made me understand, understood I hated the false knowledge she was good. Shout out to Trevor Day School. It's now called The Day School. Well, it was called The Day School. It became Trevor Day School. I had great teachers, folks. Just just all facts. I had great teachers. No, no ifs, ands, or buts about that. I had great teachers and a great learning environment. And it made me happy. It helped me become the man I am. So thanks to my parents, too. Shout out to Daniel Fagan. He was my English teacher. Well, she was my gym student, my English teacher. Favorite English teacher ever. Favorite. Guy was the man. Guy was the man. Those Fagan and Ken Giano of my history. Those two guys, they, they might even be the reason I'm going back into teaching, folks. Yes, I'm going back into education. It's not. A, it's a foregone conclusion at this point. But, um, man, they made learning fun, and they challenged us. But, folks, it's there's so much you can do, folks, but, you know, are you even doing your own homework? Bro, I'm out of school. I got a job. <laughs> okay, jackhole. Whatever you say. I'm going to come back and close this one out. All right, folks, the errands are done. Except for checking the mail, but it is an interesting time out here, folks. Halloween. I like Halloween in Florida much better than Halloween in New York. Let me tell you that much. At least in my area of New York, I should say. My area of Florida. I lived in a pretty good part of New York before I left. I did. But I'm much happier I'm at, folks. Massive amounts of sacrifice. I wonder what Dave Ryan was about the money I spent to move here and liquidated my 401ks. Actually, I had what you call 414. Like a 414 SK or 414K, whatever. I never did the tax for annuity. I remember one guy, he told me, oh, that's just ignorant. I was like, I don't trust New York City my money. I don't know how I said maybe I should have. Maybe. I'm a bigger fan of trying to invest my own money and make my own moves. And I've done that, folks. I've had some pretty good returns. I've I've dropped the ball on a couple things. A couple stocks I didn't do good. They were they were more like pink sheet type stocks, but I've seen people do way worse than me. I'm pretty good at mitigating my risk. Let's put it that way. I'm pretty good at that part of it. My mitigating risk, I mean, you know, how much am I willing to make? I'm 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 very risk averse with a lot of things. Many things I'm risk averse with. And because I know that I make sure I don't invest stupidly. Now, there are people putting thousands and thousands of thousands of doge and they put it in after it got high. I mean, I know people who bought it at like the lower penny. I know people, I bought it I think at like a nickel. And the next day it went up like crazy. That Shiba Inu, I got in later than most people I know. But I got out decently enough. And what I did with that was I converted that into another coin. So all I did was trade in what I did, folks, I took all those free coins that Coinbase and places would give you like for learning coins. You know, learn and try. Basically, try and entice you. I liquidated all those, transferred to other coins that were more profitable. I don't even know. I don't. I can't even get in my coin base. I've been in there. I don't know how long. I have to get back in there. But I know it's in there for the most part. But what's about crypto? Another day. Well, crypto is very interesting, folks. It's uh, it's interesting. I, I swear the government let the drug deal on the Silk Road, you know, the, the, whatever the black market rule was called, let them do all their stuff on purpose, work out the kinks, and since we're gonna come in now. So it's gonna be very interesting, but you know, I know a guy. He bought three bitcoins at two two thousand a piece. He sold them at eighteen thousand a piece, so fifty four thousand minus his six, which means he made a forty thousand dollars profit for taxes. 
I know people are like, oh, why do you sell? I think he went to 20 right after he sold me. You know what he sold? You know he told me? He's like, yeah, I paid off all my school loans. He's like, I'll take a hit on my taxes this year. But he had, a, he had his own businesses, own write-offs, all kind of stuff to begin with. So the tax weren't going to crush him like with some other people, per se. But he's like, yo, all my school loans are done. Yo, I'm old. I'm not paying no more loans. And even if you're paying 2% interest, you can't. Yo, those loans don't go away, folks. If you've got college loans, they don't go away. Biden's trying to forgive. He's been struck down multiple times. I think there might be something that works right now where he's going to let you get like 10 grand per person. I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I don't like it because it's going to raise taxes and inflation on me. But in the short term, if I could use that to pay off like one of mine, whoo, whoo. Here's a question. Is it going to count as income? That was when I first asked my CPA. I was like, hey, so all these, um, this money that Trump and the president's trying to give us, does this count as income? Because then I'm leery about it. She's like, nope. Because I know people weren't even thinking about it. They were like, oh, it's just free money for the government. So first of all, nothing's free. That's your money. Come by the taxes. There's no such thing as free money. Now, well, I, I take that back. There is free money. My son had a tooth come out, so I gave him $2. And his little brother got a dollar just for being his little brother. It's kind of like being the mob, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, you're, you're a friend of ours. Or you're a friend of mine. You're not a friend of ours. You're a friend of mine. Donnie Brasco is a friend of a friend, basically. You, know, you, you, you like him. He's a good fella if you watch Goodfellas. So, you know, that kind of stuff. But it's not the same. So my son got because he was a friend of a friend. It's not the same. Hold on, folks. Hey, folks, sorry about that. I had to grab something. Just found some mysterious income just now. In my mailbox. It's just the unexpected income. God is good. Just about home, but like I was saying, folks, it's gonna cut everything I was talking about. Stop dead where I stopped. I would like to get some of that student loan money reversed, but it's going to hit me in the back end. All these little checks they send us now hit us later. Why is this guy speeding behind me? I'm going to 20 to 10. Just because he's like, he was about to ram me, it looked like. See, folks, I always get these people, don't I? I always get them. I think part of it's my fault because I drive at a sensible pace. And some of you are probably like, oh, he probably drives slow. No, I don't drive by grandma. If it's 10, I'm going 11 or 12, depending. Eight, if it seems like it's people. Right, folks, you don't want to be the person that hits on your car. Oh, I got insurance. Yeah, right, your rates go up. What do you want on your conscience? Think about those things. So remember, well, the money we got, look where inflation got us, folks. A couple of years ago, gas was under two bucks. And I paid two ninety nine last week. I paid three fourteen or three nineteen this week. And that's because we're running my wife back and forth and doing some other stuff to bring in some money. So you know, a little more gas than I would like, but I'm still making money when I use the automobile. There's still stuff coming in my pockets, so I'm not 100% mad, per se. What are, these, what are these people doing about my house? Hmm, we'll find out. But, folks, there's massive amounts of ignorance out there. Be careful who you trust. Careful trusting your government, your friends, your family, anybody. But you can trust you. That's why you can make a million dollars. You can be a financial success in your family. You can be the first to create generational wealth. You can do all of that. Not maybe you can, you definitely can. Put in the time, folks. I gotta tell you. It's easier to make a million dollars than save a million dollars. And I'm that's gonna be highly controversial, I'm sure, but think about it, folks. Unless you're making eight to twelve percent on thirty to forty grand, what's it, what's your what do you got? hundred bucks in the bank? At one point I had like three grand in my Chase Savings account back then. This is way back a while. I wouldn't have Chase anymore. Was it JP Morgan? No, it was Wamu. That's how long it was Wamu. Okay, so that's gone, almost gone. Yeah, wow, almost been gone. Oof. Okay, so get the point. I was getting paid one, per, one cent per month. 
on 3000 how much would it take for me to raise that to a decent level where I didn't feel like I was being bent over by the bank? You feel me? Maybe you don't. You should. Even if you're getting 10% on your money, which you're not, what are you going to do? And we're like, oh, we got this great thing. We're giving you 1.5% interest. You got to keep it in the CD for this amount of money. You say, early pay a fee. Come on. It's your money. And then what the bank does, folks, for every dollar you put in, they can lend out 40. And they charge people interest on that money. Come on, man. It's all a scam. It's either you get in on it, either you get in on the record or you get out the game, folks. What do you want to do? You tell me. Make your decision. Tony at changeinadvance.com. We went over a lot today, folks. We're serving our fifth season. Dave Ramsey, reach out to me. Tony at changeinadvance.com. Change in Advance on YouTube and Twitter. EDC or Lamb EDC on Instagram. You definitely want to check my YouTube, folks. I've been posting a lot more videos, shorts. I got about six videos put up between shorts and a long and a follow-up to one. I'm out of here. Peace.